0: two guys two topics Two, two, two. two opinions two you talk give me two this is the split story of the day on ninety-seven-five
1: 1280 the zone and the zone sports the Notre network. Dame game could end up being better than a paycheck. What's the latest? No, nothing to report on Notre Dame. You know, at this point in time. Notre Dame's uh, AD Jack Swarbrick they expressed interest to get a thirteenth game, kind of a thirteenth data point. Could BYU factor into that kind of a independent like championship game, if you will? No, no, they wouldn't do that. I've heard that suggestion. It's, it's, a, it's a, another goes back to this kind of Notre Dame is Notre Dame. They stand alone as much as maybe they might not be, uh, you know, the, the top of the hill right now. That brand is a, in college football history is number one. Maybe not right now, but it, the residual will last for a long time. And I, I respect that, and that's why there's. Uh, I, I can't force an issue with that. They have a lot of strength, but we do have contracts and we'll do everything we can to come up with a good resolution. That was Tom Homo back in uh, January of 20, uh, Austin, talking about the possibility of playing Notre Dame well. That uh, possibility has been in the news today, Gordon. In fact, in your Salt Lake Tribune, sltrib.com, uh, Norma Gonzalez, who covers uh, BYU, has a story up, I found it uh, interesting, on uh, if Notre Dame will ever play the game it owes BYU, will it ever play the home game it owes BYU, because that is part of the minutia of the negotiation, whether it is actually going to be a home game. But uh, this is uh, one of those things that's been out there for a long time. Honestly, Gordon, I... I I never thought that they would play this game. And will your reason? They don't really have to. They're Notre Dame. Well, they why did they
0: sign the contract in the first place? Well, no? I don't know.
1: Circumstances change.
0: Circumstance, you can say that to, uh, to just sort of cancel out any
1: contract.
0: Uh, circumstances change. Well, when you're Notre Dame, you can kind of do that. But
1: isn't there some honor involved in that? No. Should be. <laughs> Should there. I, I just didn't think it would happen. I mean, if, they, if they're if they kicking the can down the road <laughs> this far, Gordon, you know they signed that contract, what was the year? It was it an was enormous uh, thing. It was Yeah, it was like 2012 and 2013. That's when that they, they played. played. Yeah. So they signed the contract pretty much right when they went independent, right? Which was 2009, 11, 10, somewhere in there. I thought they, yes, 2010. First season was 11. They uh, announced independence in 2010. So, I mean, it's been 11 years, and they haven't even scheduled it. I mean, they've scheduled it, and then they unscheduled it, right? Well, yeah, it was interesting how it was fine with Notre Dame and BYU went back there twice. Well, yeah, because that's the whole point. Because Notre Dame doesn't get anything from coming to BYU. They got their payday with their two home games because they keep all the revenue from the home games. But that's the whole idea. When you
0: sign a a 2 and one you're supposed to hold up your end of the deal yeah, but when you know you're... it reminds me of when when one time I went to, to Ocean City uh, in New Jersey with a bunch of my friends and we were in a van you know and we thought okay where are we gonna where are we gonna we got change we got to get to we wanted to get into our, our beach gear And so a couple of the guys were holding towels up over the windows because a bunch of people were walking by and and all of a sudden one of them started laughing and he dropped the towel. And I said, you're not holding up your end of the deal here. We held up the towel for you. Now Notre Dame is dropping the towel. And their BYU sits naked as can be.
1: Oh, That was a long way to go to get there. It was. Yeah. It was. <laughs> I long, admit, that, that was pretty a long lame. Way to go but, to but, get- but the point is, <laughs> if Notre Dame agrees to a deal, then they should live up to that deal. <laughs> um, I agree with you, but that's just not the way—
0: well, then, the then, way then your organization is
1: is flawed. Well, why don't you call them and, and tell them <laughs> that, that you have that opinion? And, Jack, and let, what are you doing back there? Let me know. What, I know you're Notre Dame, but let me the know football fans
0: of Utah want to see the Fighting Irish. Now uh, they've
1: been out here before. They've played BYU down at Lavelle's place. Yeah, they lost. And another reason they probably don't aren't in a hurry to do it. Wait, Ty, I, Ty, Ty Willingham wait, was wait. the coach.
0: Didn't Notre Dame crush BYU in Provo one time? I'm uh, misremembering. I've not got in a this case for Roger yeah. Clemens here.
1: The last time was Gary Croton was coaching. Yeah, I think Austin's right. Ty Willingham was the, the head coach at Notre Dame. and BYU the, won by three? Yeah, it was a close one. It mm. wasn't particularly like a well played game either. But BYU I was in it. the MTC and I could hear the, the <laughs> roar of the crowd and I was like really homesick.
0: Well, if you're going to sign a deal, okay, you come back here for two games and we're going to come out there for one game. Live up to the terms of the deal. I don't care one way or the other. I don't care if BYU plays Notre Dame. It doesn't really matter to me, but if they say they're going to do it, this is one of the keys to good living. Do what you freaking say you're going to do. Isn't that something good to live by? And the, the, the reason that stands out so much is because so many people and organizations don't do it. But if you do it, then I'm sorry, i got nothing but respect for you. So if Notre Dame agrees to two home games and one road game with BYU, live up to the terms of the deal, Jake. I'm surprised you don't feel this way because you
1: usually are all over that sort of thing. Well, I it, part. Hmm. All right, so yes, I agree. I agree with you, Gordon, that uh, that people should. Should follow through on what they agree to. Well, this, mean, is a, this, but, this is a whole organization. This is an freaking thing. Maybe, maybe, Gordon, if you shook your fist harder, uh, things would change. But no, I'm just saying it with <laughs> conviction because I believe it. No, I'm just saying, like, they don't care. Well, they the should care. That's my point. Well, that, that's not going to change anything. Here, here's, here's to further the conversation. BYU should have seen this coming and probably did when Notre Dame didn't schedule home game, road game, home game. They scheduled home game, home game, and, <laughs> ah, you know, we'll see. So this there, is a little bit like the guy
0: who is, uh, who's standing there talking to the nerd and someone
1: comes up and— gets behind him and then he pushes him over. It's it's I I would almost guarantee, I don't know this for a fact, that BYU was pretty desperate to, to make some headlines when they went independent. And announcing a three year or a three game series with Notre Dame is a big deal because they're the other, you know they're not the other independent team. There are more. But they're the the standard bearer for independence, and it was a big win for them to announce this series. So you think that was really what BYU had in mind? They wanted to make a big splash I and don't they didn't
0: really care about
1: whether they got uh, their the home, home game? game or not. And probably didn't really expect it. So it's kind of a wink-wink situation? My My speculation— I, I would guess that would, would be the case. And then, you know, if the home game comes to fruition, then, wow, that's certainly a coup. But at the time, you get your, you get your PR, you get your headlines, you get a couple of games against a really good team. Remember the, the one year BYU almost spoiled Notre Dame's run to the uh, BCS title game. Remember the Manti Teo year? I would assume you were probably at that game, so I'm trying to to, to spark your imagination. That was a good Notre Dame team. That was a good game. One of those years,
0: I mean, uh, uh, Notre Dame just absolutely embarrassed BYU back there. That was the year, remember, when the defensive back, whoever it was, was spinning in a circle (laughs) on that one play and everybody was laughing at it. But
1: remember the first few years of independence in the schedule that BYU was rolling out there? I mean, it— it was understandably not terrific. And they needed something to point to, say, give us some time. Here, we scheduled a Notre Dame series. like. So why didn't they just minute. schedule a two-game
0: series going back there? Why throw in a faux, a faux game that's never going to be played? I, see, I, I think there are two aspects You get the Fighting Irish.
1: Hold on, let me ask, answer that. You get the Fighting Irish to agree to whatever, uh, as much in your benefit as possible. Okay. I
0: just think there are two sides to honoring a deal. One is the, the, the Notre Dame side where, okay, live up to your deal. The other side is that BYU has to ex- expect, have, have some self-respect and say, hey, we're expecting you to come back because we're going back there a couple of times. I mean, it's not like BYU is Appalachian State. I mean, BYU is respected football program around the country. It's not like uh, New Mexico State signing to go play Michigan. I mean, BYU deserves to be treated a certain way, I think. And I think I I would say that for
1: a bunch of programs. Notice he didn't run down New Mexico. Go Lobos! Had to go New Mexico. I mean, but but what if—so Notre Dame could just say no to BYU at any time. They they are going to go on and be just fine. It's leverage. But But they said yes. But I'm sure BYU knew exactly what the deal was when they signed it, or else Notre Dame would have just said no. Said, okay, hey, throw in the third home game. We're going to save a little face, and if it happens, great. If it doesn't, well, uh, what would he do? Hmm. I mean, could you really, hey, live up to your agreement if that was their understanding to begin with? BYU needed the games. They needed the headlines. Yeah, I I hear what you're saying. Why didn't it it go road, home, road then? Because they knew all along that this was likely not going to happen. Oh, I don't Or at know. least not in this, uh, you know,
0: not for several decades. Well, apparently, BYU is still kind of hopeful that the game will take place. It might be at a neutral site, but there, that's that's what Norma's
1: report was today. Ah, see, now, now you're getting into how do you make it worthwhile for Notre Dame. And playing a, a game in Provo... Is not worthwhile to Notre Dame. But if you can uh, look at BYU selling out that stadium in Vegas already against Arizona, all of a sudden Jack Warbuck is probably like, oh, you don't say. Well, well, wait a second. Could, we we <laughs> could really benefit does from uh, splitting the gate at a sellout in an NFL it, stadium does, in a city wait, where wait, we can charge whatever we want for tickets. Yeah, Notre Dame sweet. plays road games? Uh, look at uh, how many road games Notre Dame plays against somebody that they're not in a relationship with. Okay, so you're talking about USC, Stanford, Michigan.
0: They still do the Michigan thing ever. That
1: one's less frequent. but. Yeah. And the rest, of, the rest of the row games they play are ACC games. But Notre Dame's not the only school guilty of that. When was the last time the University of Alabama played a non-conference game outside of yeah. the state of Alabama? That's you know, true. Unless it's a neutral site, big-time matchup, which they've done a few times. Hmm. Well, it,
0: uh, in reading uh, the report, it sounded to me like uh, like uh, that, that game's potentially in a place like Vegas, uh, very well could happen. And she, Norma, pointed out that BYU and Notre Dame next season, not this season, but next season, they each only have eleven games scheduled right
1: now. So, so if they there's can, there's some hope. If that, BYU uh, can create the most lucrative situation for Notre Dame then they they could possibly get a game. I, you, but so actually, in this case, it has very little to do with the, con- the contract that they signed back in 2010. Well, you're talking about what will happen. I'm talking about what should happen. You know, I'm aware I, that we parted ways yeah. in that discussion because I, mean, yeah. I don't think— I just believe in living up to your end of the deal. And, you, you know, you say that, and I believe you, but I don't think people in Utah— Saying, like, hey, you should fulfill your agreement is going to do anything. Because I don't think that that was even necessarily the agreement in the first place. I don't know
0: why you'd agree to it. Uh, just then just agree to the two road games and leave it at that. Because you're giving BYU a bone. That you're never going to live up to. It's a faux bone. That's what I've thought for a long time.
1: <laughs> well, that's certainly the way it looks. Uh, unless, unless they get something worked out here. Because I'm sure Tom Homo called, was it Jack Swarbuck even back then? Said, I hey, so. hey, Jack, Been uh, we're going independent. You guys are independent. How about we work out, uh, playing each other every year? No? Okay. How about, uh, how about a home and home? Let's just, let's get that roll Oh, no, no, no to that as well. How about, uh, uh, two for one? We'll play two there and, and one here in Provo. No? Um, boy, uh, how about we schedule a 2 for 1? We'll give you the two road games first and then we'll see how it goes. Okay? Sweet. We're printing up the press release.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. You think Notre Dame is the best uh opponent to schedule for any team? Would would any team make room for Notre Dame?
1: Yep. To come to come to there? Or just kind of—is it the most desirable opponent in college football? Yes, because of the fan base. I mean, there's a reason they're the only school that's on has its own it's TV own deal with <laughs> NBC. I mean, yeah, it's because there's Notre Dame fans everywhere. I would agree with that. Even though Notre Dame Notre Dame's had some good years, but it's not like there's
0: some dominant program. But but because of the cachet, just like Tom was talking about when we came in. It's it uh they are in some ways living off
1: of what uh you know what Newt Rockney did still, yes, because it's passed down another great thing about sports, by the way, it's uh, often a bond within families. I mean, I've got a buddy who's a huge Notre Dame fan, why in, he and his dad grew he grew up in Utah, he and his dad sat and sitting down watching n b c and Notre Dame every single Saturday, you know,
0: I would encourage and i I remember uh distinctly the feeling I had when I went to Notre Dame on the on the I've been back there three or four times now and I was impressed every time I mean it they lay it on thick there you know the historical aspect to it but I walked around that campus and I you walk through the hall of whatever they call it and uh it it is it is impressive and i I would recommend if anybody, has a chance to go see a football game, especially if the team, if they're playing a team that you you uh, like to cheer for or watch. Make every opportunity to get there. I, the only time that i would not sure I felt that way was when Utah played. there. Wasn't that, isn't that a rainstorm or something? Wasn't the weather really bad for that game? Am I remembering that right? I thought, Are you thinking about Michigan when they had the big delay in the middle because of the lightning? No, lining? I thought there was like a rainstorm. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's a it's a terrific place, and if you love college football, you you'll love going there.
1: So even uh, we'll though see. they have no integrity, apparently don't don't uh, yeah. live up to their end of deals, which is
0: disappointing.
1: I'm sorry you're I'm, so disappointed. disappointed. I know you're hurt. Like no, I'm not hurt. I'm this. not hurt. I just think Notre Dame should live up to its obligations. All right, Gordon. Uh, game four tonight between the Suns and yeah. the Bucks. Yeah, it's interesting now. Yeah. You know, I love the, you know, you can see this with any playoff series, right? The sway of opinion mm-hmm. on, on who's doing what, uh, you know, like Phoenix wins the first two and it's, oh, Phoenix at four. Then Milwaukee wins the game and everybody's right back on the Bucks train. Yeah. But the, the narrative around that has been that Giannis has figured out the Giannis wall. <laughs> <laughs> Has he now? That the way to play Giannis is to build that wall in front of the rim, and he's got no answers. Build that Giannis wall, and I read a whole thing today uh, about how oh they've figured that out, and now the Bucks are going to roll, Mr. Gorbachev. Tear down that wall. So uh, you uh, were putting dirt on the Bucks. About a week ago. What? Oh, did not uh, say are, that. Is putting that, dirt on the Bucks. I never said is, that. Uh, you were you had him half buried. I did not. Where are you on the series now?
0: Uh the Suns are still really good and favored, but uh the Bucks have shown life and a lot of that had to do with whether Giannis was healthy or not, and it looks like he's plenty healthy. So yeah, he's He's really played great in the last couple of games, and I expect these games. I think every game from here on out will be close.
1: Mm, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. There's blowouts in series all the time.
0: Yeah, I just think that that this is this is a good matchup, and I would still pick the Suns to win it. But Giannis has been something special, so. We'll see what happens. And he's got a little bit of help there. Well, and
1: it's, it's the supporting cast and how they play. That, yeah. That's going to determine wins and losses for the Bucks for me. Um, and how well Drew Holiday plays, because he's got the, he plays a key role defensively, right? Yeah. He's, he's the guy who's got to guard Chris Paul, and he's good at it. Yes, he is. But is he good on the offensive ends where he's not just a, a one-way guy? Because he's been a, a little bit hot and cold, really, his entire run with the Bucks this whole well, year. but Not just
0: him, but the, all the Bucs have been a little hot and cold.
1: Uh, but he, in specific, because he plays, he has dual really important roles. Yes. To to guard Chris Paul uh-huh. and to run the show, essentially. Which is why when they he, gave up some of their depth right. in order to obtain him. Yeah. So I'm not worried about him on the defensive side. I think he'll give Chris Paul all Chris can handle. But when he disappears offensively, it's rough because you can't take him out. <laughs> that's a good point, <laughs> you
0: know. And Giannis isn't a great jump shooter, and so you, yeah, they need to hit open shots. And that's that's literally been hit and miss throughout the playoffs for them. So, what are they shooting in the playoffs overall? Like just over thirty
1: percent from three. So, yeah, they he's got to make some shots. But I think he's kind of the key component. I I mean, I, I wondered about Giannis's effectiveness. Uh, I mean, has he answered all those questions based on the way he's played so far? I mean, he, I, yeah, I'm with you. He's been yeah. really good. Yeah, so yeah. the the others have to be more consistent, specifically Drew Holiday. I mean, you could say the same thing about Chris Middleton. Well, he's got to make his shots. Well, yeah. But Holiday plays such a critical role on the other side of the yeah. basketball. Well so He needs to play well offensively because he's not coming out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and Middleton—if Middleton's not making shots, then what's he doing in there? Right. It's a little bit like Bogdanovich.
1: Every day, every day you're just dragging that dude. What happened? Did he? Did he? Did he swindle you? Did he get you involved in a bad MLM? What? What went down? Did he take you to breakfast and forget his wallet? <laughs> Sorry, it's just
0: an ongoing joke. That's all.
1: I think it's more personal than that. Oh no! Why would I have anything personal? More personal? What? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not you. No, it just seems <laughs> right. to be on the top of your mind a lot. No, it's just a joke.
0: Sheesh. You know, he does have a bit of phimbulitis, but don't <laughs> you know. hold your breath. <laughs> if he's not making shots, then what's he doing in there? A ball hog, answer me that question.
1: Spacing, yeah, okay, because you still have to guard him. Played some good defense in that series, <laughs> okay,
0: did he? Well, for a quarter, <laughs> all right, good shooter, usually, sometimes <laughs> st- you still have to guard him. Don't hold you your have. breath, uh, yeah. Not yeah, <laughs> He's Boyan Bogdanovic.
1: You still have to guard him. Not if he's not making shots. Yes, if he's not making shots. See, you, you can't get this, This oh, like you can tell if somebody's hot and cold on a shot-by-shot shot basis and make decisions <laughs> and such. You can't, you don't do that. You gave, you've seen the whiteboard before the game, right, Gordon, where they have the whole other team listed out as shooters and not shooters. That might as well be, you have to guard this guy but not this guy. <laughs> And I guarantee you on any every NBA whiteboard before they play the Jazz, they put Bogdanovich in the shooter category. Yeah, but if, he's, this if guy. he's 3
0: of 14, you're still guarding him. Huh.
1: Not him. <laughs> because when you stop guarding him, that's the one he hits.
0: Look, anytime, anytime Bogdanovich gets crowded a little bit by somebody, and that's what they do. They crowd him, not to stop him from shooting, but the second he looks like he's going to dribble the ball, they're all over him because they know he's vulnerable.
1: He's a turnover machine. So that's a strategy where you you guard somebody. At no point is the team going, you know what, don't guard that Bogdanovich guy. He doesn't have it tonight. No, because coaches aren't going to ever do that. Hey, Steph's gone one for nine. Don't guard him <laughs> on the next play. No! He's did, Stephen did Ronald I, did Curry. You, did you just compare Steph to Boya? No, I'm saying shooters. You've got to guard shooters in this league, and Bogdanovich is a shooter. You well, spent most of the year shooting above 40% from three. <laughs> it's Wardell Stephen Curry, by the way. Oh, sorry. I thought Stephen Ronald had a nice ring to it. Just remember that, that uh, reporter saying to him this year. Uh, Wardell, what did you think? And he was like, what? <laughs> Who? All right, stay tuned. That's the split story of the day brought to you by our friends at Sound Sleep Medical. Do you snore at night or are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit soundsleepmedical.com. More next on the big show 97.5 and 1280 of the Zone.